What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm here to bring you another bonus episode, which is very exciting. I hope you guys are liking these. I really enjoy kind of giving like the recap and some life updates and just having another episode every single month to be able to share more with you because I feel like we could talk forever. So an extra episode every month is just very needed. I'm excited for this episode because at the time that this comes out, it's the very end of September. So that means that we are jumping into the very last quarter of 2022, the last quarter of the year. So crazy that I feel like this year has flown by and I I like actually can't believe that it's the last three months of the year approaching. Like what? I can't believe it. So anyway, I thought I would do an episode for you guys about how to finish the year off strong and talk about this concept of understanding how to know if we're doing enough, because I think this is a question that comes up for a lot of us. We are made to feel so often like maybe we're not doing enough based on what other people are doing or what we're seeing on social media. And so I really just want this episode to be a way for us to all collectively together, just kind of come back to center, redefine what success looks like for us. I'm going to give you guys some journaling prompts to help you set some goals for the end of the year moving forward. And I'm going to give you some tips for um, business owners, but also the journaling prompts are going to be good for, they're going to, they're made for everybody. Right. And then I'm just going to give some specific tips towards the end. If you are a business owner, Um, And then I'll share with you guys some life updates. But before we jump into everything, quick reminder that at the time of recording this, there are 18 women inside of Abundant and Ambitious already, which is so exciting. And the doors just opened a few days ago. So there's still some time and some spaces left if you know that this is a place where you want to be. Abundant and Ambitious is my signature four-month-long business coaching program for coaches and aspiring coaches. So even if you're really new to the space and you haven't taken on any clients yet, but you know that you want to build a conscious coaching business, you're putting some content out there, but feeling like you need more strategy, this is going to be the place for you. I'm so excited for the women who are already inside and I can't wait to meet the other badasses that decide to join us in this round. So I'm going to leave a link for you guys in the show notes. If you want to check out the program and all that it has to offer so many epic trainings, resources, the most amazing guest experts. This time we have some really cool guests coming in live to speak to you. We are going to feature Monica Yates, Mel Wells and Tiffany Taylor. So we're going to be talking about, um, Monica is going to talk about wealth and being embodying the female breadwinner. Mel is coming in to talk about feminine energy in business and feminine leadership and community weaving, because that's something that she's really talented at. Um, And if you guys listen to the podcast for a while, you know that Mel was a huge part of my journey and was one of my biggest mentors, especially in the year of 2021. So I'm very excited to have her come in and speak to the women inside A&A. And then we also have one of my good friends, Tiffany Taylor, coming in who works with six, seven, and eight-figure business owners all around refining and honing in their skills for 
productivity. So lots of really great, great guests coming in this time. Um, so yeah, t- click the link in the show notes and check it out. It's an awesome place to be if you are building an online coaching business. All right, let's jump in to this bonus episode. Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go make shift happen. So the question is, how do I know if I'm doing enough? Raise your hand if you've ever asked yourself this question. All hands are raised. (laughs) How do I know if I'm doing enough? I feel like because of the world that we live in right now and the social media climate, we are constantly asking ourselves this question. Am I doing enough? Should I be doing more? In so many areas too, this isn't just about money or success, but it's about everything. It's about fitness. It's about health and wellness. It's about uh, self-care and alone time and filling your own cup. It's about uh, spending time with family and friends and getting out into the world and traveling and doing fun things. It's about all of it because we're bombarded with all these messages all the time and such beautiful, you know, curated imagery of what all these things look like in other people's lives. And so we sit there and we, and we feel like, am I missing something? Like, should I be doing more of that? And whatever that is, right. Should I be doing more of that? Like caring about my head? Should I be doing ice plunges? Should I be doing red light therapy? And then suddenly over here, you're, you're looking at somebody else and you're like, maybe I should just be saying fuck it more often and I should be traveling Europe and I should be going around the world and living my best life while I can. And then you're over here looking at somebody else who's falling in love and getting engaged and having a baby. And you're like, should I be doing more of that? Should I be trying to be more serious in my relationship? Should I be starting a family? And then you look at this other person who's like in the gym all the time and they have you know great routines with their fitness. And you're like, should I be doing that? Should I really just be trying to build a booty? And it's just this constant perpetual feeling of like, we should be doing more. And I think what's really important to remember about this, just to start off is that you see the example that I just gave, right? You look at five different people's lives or five different people's social medias, and they're all they're all hyper-focused on something different. And because they've poured a lot of energy and time into it in their life, it has become this pillar or this cornerstone of their life, of their content, of what they teach, of how they live. And so you're like, oh my gosh, that's really working for them. Like maybe I should do that. Maybe I should be more into that. Maybe I should learn about that. But we, ha- what we have to remember is that all of those individuals are not doing 
all of those things at that capacity, right? The one person over here who's really killing it in fitness is not also the naturopathic health guru and also the European travel photographer and also the new mom family person, right? Like we're looking at all these different people doing all these different things and then putting it all onto ourselves as if we as one little person should be able to do all of those things. And that's just one piece of this whole puzzle of this question of how do I know if I'm doing enough? Am I doing enough? Should I be doing more? Right. But a client asked me this question once on a coaching call of, you know, how do I know if I'm doing enough in the context of uh, pursuing her business and creating success and things like that? And, you know, I really thought to myself in that moment, like, wow, what a profound yet impossible question to answer as a coach, right? How do I know if I'm doing enough? Is there even an answer? Because how do any of us ever know if we're doing enough? What is the standard metric for determining the enoughness of our effort? I mean, there just isn't one, right? The only way that we have to measure the enoughness of our effort is this made up metric that we have in our mind that we've created that is mostly informed by what we are seeing and interpreting as success or happiness or fulfillment from others, either from their lives as we observe them from the outside or from what we see them sharing and posting on social media. And so it creates this phenomenon of if, you know, if they have more, then it makes us feel like we should have more too. And if they are doing more, then you're going to start telling yourself that you should figure out a way to do more as well so that you can catch up. And then we get into this cycle of constantly feeling like we're not doing enough and then feeling bad about ourselves and then seeing other people thriving and then going, oh, okay, maybe I should do more of what they're doing. So then we try to catch up and do more and then we're exhausted. And then it just continues and continues and starts all over again. And so I wanted to share with you my thoughts on this because I think it's really relevant to so many of us. And so here's my thought. My thought is that in order to understand how to truly measure if you are doing enough, you first have to have a very good understanding of what your end game is, right? What are you chasing anyways? Because if we're not careful, we end up trying to achieve the results that other people are chasing without stopping to think about if that result is even important to us, or if that result is even going to provide the feeling that we are seeking, right? And so maybe asking yourself, what is it that I'm even seeking in the first place? How are we desiring to feel? Because the only reason that we want anything ever in life is because we think that it's going to make us feel a certain way. And so then you see people living these lives, whether 
you know, it's in real life or on social media, but either way, we're an outside observer. And so we can only interpret, infer, or assume what it must feel like to have the things that they have, right? And so we get jealous because we think, oh, you know, they have this, that, or the other thing. So they must feel so happy. They must feel so free. They must feel so fulfilled. They must feel so at peace. They must feel so in love. They must feel so confident, right? But we also have to remember, we don't actually know how they feel living in that reality. They could have a lot of outwardly amazing looking things, but also feel extremely burnt out and be wondering themselves, am I doing enough? What am I missing? What do I need to be doing more of to finally feel free, to finally feel happy, to finally feel successful, right? So we have to understand for ourselves, what is the feeling that we're desiring? What is the end game for you personally? What are you chasing? What are you after, right? Is it actually money? Is it actually success? Is it actually freedom? Is it recognition? Is it fulfillment? Is it peace? Is it ease? And do you even know what that means to you personally? Right? Because if we keep trying to get our lives to stack up against other people's versions of success or what we have assumed is success in someone else's life based on what they post on social media we are never going to feel fulfilled, right? So when my client asked me this question, how do I know if I'm doing enough? I really took a moment to pause alongside her and redefine what success means to me, what happiness and fulfillment means to me. Because the life that I keep visualizing for myself isn't actually busy and bustling and full of fame and recognition and billions of dollars and long work hours and tons of responsibility and what we see as success in the world, right? What I actually keep visualizing for myself when I think about, oh, what would it feel like to be really happy, to be really fulfilled, to be really successful? It's so much softer than that. It's a deep connection to spirit. It's having work that moves people and changes the course of their lives. It's having a love so big and delightful that my heart can barely hold it. It's the freedom to go anywhere, to do anything when I want on my timeline. It's ease and it's flow in my days. It's not hustling and bustling. It's waking up with ease. It's moving through my day with space and time and white space on the calendar to decide, what do I want to do today? Does this actually feel like a fit for me? I had planned to do this, but you know what? I'm going to move this over to Friday and I'm going to do something else today instead. It's a radiantly healthy body and mind, which requires space away from work. It requires me cultivating practices that bring me more calm and more peace. And it's time for myself. It's time for me to do my practices and enjoy simple pleasures, walks on the beach, deep breaths, sitting by myself, 
soaking up nature, a sunset. It's the feeling of overflowing generosity, of being able to actually give and help and support because of what I've created for myself. And it's a sense of inevitable abundance where I can relax and lean into the knowing that I'm safe, I'm held, I'm supported. I have more than enough money to help me and to help others. And there's more where it came from. And so I can just take a big, deep breath and know that my abundance is inevitable. That's my vision. And again, this is my vision. So it doesn't need to be yours. But I think it's really, really important for us to do this practice of taking a pause and understanding what is the end game for me? What does it actually look like when I keep visualizing that next version of myself or that next chapter of my life? And does it actually involve these things that I think are going to get me there? So how do you know if it's time for you to A, speed up, or B, slow down? Look at your definition of success and figure out which one, A or B, is going to bring you closer to it. That's it. What is your definition of success for you right now in this phase of your life? Because it's allowed to evolve. It's allowed to change. And we're allowed to have seasons where we do want to hustle, where we do want to take lots of action, where we do want to be in that ambitious phase of really going after what we want. We are allowed to have those phases. And we're also allowed to have those phases where we want to take our foot off the gas a little bit. And we really want to just be able to take deep breaths and have lots of white space in our calendar. So it's asking ourselves that question, what is the end game for me? What is it? What does it actually look and feel like when I keep visualizing that next thing that I'm after? And between choices A and B, which is speed up or slow down, which one is going to bring me closer to it? And there's your answer because there are seasons for both. And sometimes it is a time for us to speed up and to you know, get our ass in gear and really start taking big, bold action and go after our dreams and work hard and put those hours in and feel excited about the goals that we are working towards. And other times it's time for us to slow down because maybe we've been in that phase of speed up, speed up, speed up for such a long time. And now we're simply just going fast because we don't know how to go slow anymore. Because all we know is ambition. All we know is foot on the gas. All we know is push, 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 go, 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 more, more, more. And now the lesson that we're ready to learn, that we're being called to learn is, can you be happy with where you are and what you have? Because you've been working so hard for so long. So let's learn how to slow down again. And then after a long time, maybe in that season of really having a slow and joyful existence, you start to feel resistance there too, which is like, you know what? This felt really good for me at the start and I really needed this season. But now I'm feeling like I want that spark again. 
I want that next project, that next exciting thing that I wake up ignited and ready to work on. I want, I'm hungry for that next phase of ambition. And to me, I just think that this is just another example of the the constant duality of our lives and how everything is always ebbing and flowing and why it's so important to not just automatically take somebody else's life goals, tips, or existence and just slap it onto yourself and think they have the answers. That's what I need to do because we are always in our own unique phase of the journey. And so where some people may really be, be be being called to speed up right now, there's another group of us that are being called to slow down. And it's about not making ourselves wrong and allowing us to be in the season that we are without feeling guilty and learning how to kind of put on those blinders of I know that this is what I want. This is the season of life that I'm in. I know that speeding up or slowing down is the thing that's going to help me get there. So here's what I'm doing. And I'm just going to be here in my lane and not then looking outward to life, your friends, coworkers, social media, and starting to think, oh gosh, you know, they're going out all the time or they're traveling or they're doing this, or they're starting a family or they're working out all the time or whatever it is. And, And then suddenly questioning and thinking, oh, well, I need to be doing that now too. And so I talk about this so often that I'm almost annoyed with myself, but it really is. It's everything comes back to self-trust because if you trusted yourself in knowing what your vision of what you wanted required and just doing that, you wouldn't be swayed by what everybody else is doing. You wouldn't be stuck thinking oh, you know, maybe I do need to speed up or maybe I do need to slow down when you thought it was the other thing originally. And so it's really about trusting ourselves. What do you want? What is going to help you get there? What do you know in your heart needs to happen right now for you to get closer to that vision of how you keep seeing yourself in this next chapter of life? What do you know deep down needs to take place? Receive that answer right now from your intuition, write it down in your notes and stick to it and trust it and own it and just step forth with it. The problem is we do that and then we look outside the window (laughs) or outside into the world and we see what everybody else is doing and then suddenly we're thrown off track again. Right. And so we're going on this constant like hamster wheel of, oh my gosh, I know what I'm doing. Wait, do I? I don't know. Okay. Yes. 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 I wanted to do this. Wait, maybe I should do that. Okay. I'm going to start doing that. Yes. 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 This is what I should be doing. Wait. Oh my God. I don't know. And so if you just take a few minutes to connect to the vision of how you keep seeing yourself in that next chapter of life, in this next transformation, in this place of actually feeling happy and successful and fulfilled and tuning into your intuition and just asking the question, what is going to help me get there? Do I need to speed up or slow down? Receiving that answer and then just trusting it and going forward with it. 
So I'd love to hear if you guys end up doing this practice, I'd love to know what success looks or feels like to you and what came up for you when you listened to this episode or when you did this exercise with yourself, either through visualization, or maybe you sit down with your journal and you kind of ask yourself these questions. Um, so yeah, send me a DM on Instagram or screenshot this episode and share it to your stories and let me know what your takeaways are or what success is looking and feeling like to you. I shared with you guys what my vision is, the softness that I'm seeking in this next phase, but I'd love to know what's coming up for you. So I want to give us an opportunity to set some goals for the end of the year together for quarter four. So I'm going to give you guys some journaling prompts now. So if you want to pause this or grab your notebook, grab your notes app in your phone, open it up and get ready to jot down the journaling prompts. You can take these with you later and explore them in your notebook. So the first prompt is by the end of the year, I want to feel dot, dot, dot. And just write from your heart, tune in, close your eyes, feel into your intuition. How are you really desiring to feel by the end of the year? The second prompt is, I want to accomplish, dot, dot, dot. And maybe this is a a moment or an invitation for you to reflect back on some of the goals that you had set or some of your intentions from the start of 2022 and think about what still feels aligned and what has shifted and what your focus is really going to be for the last 90 days of the year. What do you actually want to accomplish? And, you know, keeping it within the realms of realistic goals so that we're not setting ourselves up for failure or to just be disappointed, right? Um, so what would you love to have accomplished by Christmas time or by the end of 2022? The third prompt is I want to let go of dot 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 maybe thinking of some of the things that have been weighing heavy on you or some patterns or thoughts or frustrations or people, even negative situations, scenarios, things that you're ready to set down and let go of and move on from. The fourth prompt is what is going to nourish my soul the most? I love this question because it brings it back again to what do we actually want? How are we actually desiring to feel? What is going to nourish your soul the most? The fifth prompt is what do I need to say no to in order to say yes to my vision? So what are some things in your life right now that you know you are going to have to say no to so that you can create the space to say yes to the things that align with your greater vision. And the sixth prompt is, what is my number one goal and main focus for the next 90 days? 
So really looking at everything that you've written from these previous prompts and thinking about if I had to boil this down to like one specific goal and main focus, what would it be? What's my number one goal and main focus for the next 90 days? And then I want you to ask yourself off the back of this prompt, why is why is this the most important thing? Why is this the number one goal? And then I want you to also ask yourself, what is my next step in making this happen? If this is the number one goal, what is my next immediate action step to make this happen or to get closer to making this happen? And then the last question is, where do I need help or support with this? If this is your number one goal, where might you need help or support? And it may be, you know, asking your family or your friends to be supportive of you. It may be asking your partner to take over some of the household duties or figuring out how to delegate things so that you have more time. It may be a conversation that you have to have with your boss or your coworkers of some kind. It may be needing to hire a coach or a therapist or a mentor of some kind to really support you in, in working towards this goal over the next 90 days. But we all need help and support, especially when we have big goals. So really thinking about who are you going to need to lean on in order to make this happen? Okay. So I want to share now, if you are a business owner, I'm going to share with you my process for how I set myself up for each quarter of the year and within that every month of the year. And so it's really, this is so simple, but it's extremely, extremely helpful. So all you have to do is ask yourself two questions, which are, what am I doing and what am I selling? What am I doing and what am I selling? Those are the two questions to ask yourself every single month and every single quarter of the year to help get you ready. So I'm going to give you an example and reflect back as this is the the bonus episode for September. We'll just take a look back at what I, how I did this for September of 2022, right? So I just do this in my notes app on my phone and I usually break it up into quarters. So there's a, a note that's called like quarter three plan or quarter four plan, right? And then within the quarter the quarterly plan, there's each month of that quarter, right? So inside of quarter four plan, there's going to be October, November, and December. And in all three of those months, I'm going to write down the two to four things that I am doing in that month actively in my business and the two to four things that I am selling that month actively in my business. So the example from September would have been, I wrote down doing dot, 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 colon, right? Number one, serving my current one-on-one clients because I had a full one-on-one client roster this month. So a large part of my work during the month is serving those clients. Number two, planning the workshops and finalizing the retreat itinerary for the Dream Life Immersion in the Dominican Republic. Number three, preparing for the launch of Abundant and Ambitious. So working with my team, getting everything ready, writing emails, preparing posts, uh, working on the masterclass that I did, all of that stuff was part of what I was doing in my business in September. 
And then we have selling. So I just write selling colon and the things that I was selling in the month of September, which were any remaining retreat spots and abundant and ambitious because it's live. It's open. The doors are open right now. (laughs) So that's what we were selling in the month of September. And that will go into October a little bit, but you get the idea, right? And so you just go through each month and ask yourself, what am I doing? And what am I selling? And this is really important, especially for new coaches and online business owners, because we get so caught up in all of the content that we want to create and everything that we want to give our audiences and new courses that we have ideas about that we want to build and structure out. And sometimes we forget, oh my gosh, I actually don't know how I'm going to make money for the last quarter of the year. Like where's the income coming from? I need to figure out what the fuck I'm selling. And so this is a really easy, simple strategy and way to just keep you on track of knowing what you're doing and what you're selling every month of the year. And so I just sit down at the start of each quarter and I bang it out for the three months in that quarter. What am I doing? What am I selling? And of course they can adapt and adjust and change, but it's helpful to have this, this sense of, um, yeah, I don't want to say control, but just understanding and knowing where things are coming from. And then if you decide, hey, I actually don't want to sell one-on-one spots this month. I decided that I want to sell this free this um this resource that I created or something else. Of course you can switch and change things up, but it's good to just have a plan so that you don't get to the middle of a month and be like, oh my God, I haven't made any money this month. Like, what am I doing? Ah, I better like figure out something to sell, which to be honest, I know that sounds crazy, but it happens to a lot of people, especially coaches. They launch something and they make money through the launch and then they forget about ever selling anything ever again. And then they're like, oh my God, wait, where's the money coming from? I I have to sell something else. I have to figure this out. So just sitting down and creating this plan has really, really served me and it helps a lot of my clients. So I thought I would share it with you guys in this episode as we're talking about, you know, how to finish the year really strong. Okay, let's close this episode with some life updates as we always do in the bonus episodes. So an exciting update is that the retreat is sold out and the itinerary is finalized, which is so freaking exciting. That was so much fun getting to plan out everything that we're going to do every day, our excursions, um, the workshops and ceremonies and everything that we're going to get into. So that's all done. It's sold out and I can't wait for this trip and also to share the experience of the trip with you guys, obviously through videos and images and uh, just talking about it on the podcast. Once it's done, if you're, if you're thinking about coming on a future retreat, um, I'm really excited to share with you what the experience is like once we, yeah, once we get there, once we do it, um, what else? Oh, major update is that hurricane Ian just came through and hit Florida pretty bad yesterday. So at the time of recording this, there's still lots of people facing really, really horrible effects from the hurricane. Luckily where I'm located in Florida, this like bottom little corner near Miami and Fort Lauderdale just got completely like skirted around. And we basically like 
didn't experience really anything from the hurricane, which was so lucky. We had two days that it was like gray and rainy and some kind of intense winds, um, but no flooding, no excessive anything really. And today it was really sunny and nice and is totally clearing up. So we got really lucky in that aspect, but that was like a major piece of news. It was all over the world news. Um, I believe it was a category four, almost category five hurricane, which is the worst that it can get. Um, so yeah, that was intense. And I have never lived in the state of Florida before. So, and I was not expecting in my first like month ish of living here that we were going to get a major, major, major hurricane. And I just feel so lucky and grateful that we were in an area that was very minimally affected. Um, but it's obviously so sad and and scary for all the people that, you know, are losing their homes and things are flooded and people are stranded and, and all of that. So praying for everybody in the other parts of Florida. Um, but thankfully we are okay. And I survived my first hurricane as a new Floridian resident, man, <laughs> couldn't have waited. Couldn't have given me a little bit of an adjustment time. Um, something that I'm doing and that I've been working on is waking up every day at the same time. I can't say that I'm doing this on the weekends. I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that. You know, people say like, you should wake up at the same time every single day, every day of the week. I don't know if I'll ever adopt it for the weekends, but for now, the goal is to wake up at 7 a.m. every single day, and that just feels like a good time for me. Um, You know, I used to be, I mean, I spent a lot of my life obviously waking up at a time that I didn't get to choose because it was you know, a reflection of how much time I needed to give myself to get ready so that I could commute and get to work and all those things. So I feel really lucky and fortunate that I do get to just choose what is the time that I want to wake up every day. But 7 a.m. feels like a good time for me. So I've been working on it and I've been pretty consistent with it. There's been a few days where I've slept in a little bit longer than that, but I've been like really, really good about it. And the the thing that really helps me is that this room, our bedroom, um, it faces the east. So there's like a little bit, you can see like a tiny slice of the ocean and the sun rises right over the ocean. And so because this whole, like two full walls of the bedroom are just windows that look out towards um, the east what that means is that in the morning when the sun rises, there's like so much beautiful like ocean sunrise light that comes in and it makes me want to get up and go to the beach and go for a sunrise walk. Cause I can literally see it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss the best part. I have to get out there. So it's been nice, um, being able to like have that natural light come into the windows in the morning and just like grab the dog and walk across the street and go for a beach walk. Um, I don't make it to the beach every day. Sometimes we just kind of walk around the neighborhood, but getting up and getting outside first thing in the morning has helped me so much. And I really do notice a difference that my days are better and more productive when I do that versus when I hit snooze or when I just get up and kind of go right to the kitchen to have breakfast and then get into work. Like, 
I don't know. Obviously there's science around this, but look it up, <laughs> right? Like getting outside first thing is, is so helpful. And I've noticed a big difference. So I'm working on sticking to that because that's, what's working for me right now. Um, some other updates and things, the house is starting to come together. We have almost all of our furniture. We're still waiting on a couple of things. Our dining table is supposed to come tomorrow, which I'm excited about. We just got the bed frame for our spare room and it's so pretty. It's so beautiful. I'm obsessed with it. So I'm now accepting guests for anybody who wants to come stay with me. I have a space for you, <laughs> which is very, very exciting. I waited so long to have a spare room because in Madrid, we just had a one bedroom apartment. And so, yeah, if anybody came to stay with us, we had a pullout couch in our living room, but we didn't really get that many guests because who wants to sleep on a pullout couch? You know what I'm saying? And we hated that couch. The whole reason we had that couch was because it was a pullout because we wanted to have something just in case people wanted to come. So anyway, it's been like, I'm, I've just been so excited to be able to have visitors and have a place for people to stay. So I'm experiencing my very first summer weather in fall because I grew up in New York. I grew up in Buffalo, which if you know Buffalo, I mean, is fall even a thing? Fall basically lasts like for two weeks in Buffalo. And then it's boom, winter has arrived. Um, and basically winter is like all year long. But I obviously grew up like in a place where we had all four seasons. And then I lived in Madrid, which you get all four seasons there as well. So it's been very weird, like moving into the fall season and not having a weather change. Like it's still so hot here. It's like 88 degrees Fahrenheit, which is like 32 Celsius. And I'm like, you know, fall is such a fun, like girly season. I feel like every girl loves fall, you know, cause you want to wear sweaters and get your pumpkin spice latte and feel cozy and light candles. And I'm over here and it's like so hot. I'm sweating balls. Like I still have to wear like summer clothes every day because it's sweltering outside. It's been interesting, but I'm, I'm interested to see how I feel having like summer forever for like a long period of time. And I'm also interested to see what happens with the weather here. Like, I know it's definitely going to drop a little bit. It's going to get chillier and colder, um, not super cold, but I think like, I'm really going to enjoy that once I can wear like a fall-ish outfit, but also not be cold. Like, isn't that the goal? Because I feel like, here's the thing for me, fall fashion, love it. Every girl loves it. Fall fashion is so cute. There's so many cute boots. There's so many cute new cuts of jeans and oversized sweaters and like very cute jackets and things that you can wear. But it's almost like there's only one week where it's fall enough that you can wear that stuff, but it's not so cold where you then have to like pull your shoulders up to your ears and like zip your jacket up all the way to your chin. So I'm so looking forward to being able to wear fall outfits and fall fashion, but actually just walk outside like with a jacket, like completely unzipped and open and not feel like I'm freezing. I feel like that's the most exciting thing to me. I hope that I get the opportunity. I don't know. I've never lived in Florida. I don't know what the temperature is going to be like, but you know, I, I feel like that is the ultimate 
that's the ultimate goal full fall fashion without being cold. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, other things that are coming up for me this year and next year, actually. So I'm going to see Tony Robbins live in person for one of his events later this year, which is so exciting. You guys are probably familiar with Tony Robbins. If you're not, you should watch the documentary on Netflix. I think it's, I think the title of it is I am not your guru, but if you just go on Netflix and you search Tony Robbins, it'll come up. Um, but most people in the personal development space are familiar with Tony Robbins. He's like a legend been around forever. Like he was the personal development for our parents' generation. Um, so I'm going to one of his live conferences and I'm so freaking excited. I actually cannot wait. Um, this is the one where I think we walk on fire. Like I think we walk on like hot coals and it's all like this mindset work that you do that like you can do anything. I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you guys about it once it happens. Um, and the last thing is yesterday, I just bought my tickets for ultra the music festival that happens in Miami in the spring. So it's happening in March and a bunch of, Jaime's friends from Spain are coming to stay with us and do the festival. And it's just going to be like a really, really fun three days. I'm very excited to get out, to go dancing, to have, to listen to good music, to have an awesome time, to curate some outfits. Like I think we all just need some of those moments or experiences in our life where we have something to look forward to. And it just like is something that really puts you in your best vibe. Maybe it's like a trip or traveling or a concert, but I'm excited for it. So thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, and don't forget to tag me at underscore Samantha daily and the podcast at makeshift happen podcast. If you guys haven't yet left a five-star rating or review on Spotify or Apple, don't forget to do that. It helps support the show. It helps other people find the show. It helps other people trust that the show is going to be a good investment of their time and actually click play. So I always super appreciate when you guys take the time to do that. And I love reading your reviews. So thank you so much. And last reminder is that the doors for Abundant and Ambitious close officially for the rest of the year on Sunday, October 9th. So you have until then to get in. If you have any questions, you can always send me a DM, click the link in my bio or the link in the show notes below. We'll bring you to the page with all of the information, all of the pricing, all of the questions, everything that you need to know about that business coaching program. So thank you guys so much. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.